0: Welcome to my podcast. It has many different names, many different topics, and because of who I am, it always seems to be shifting and changing. So welcome to my podcast. In today's episode, we're going to talk about something that's very unusual. We're going to talk about how implicit bias and accents come together to demonstrate the associations that we have in terms of our subconscious or our unconscious mind. How are we going to do that? Well, one of the ways that I discuss marginality or how people are treated differently is in the way that we speak. And how we speak is a reflection of where we were raised, what our initial or our primary language is, or the language that we speak at home, if you will, and how we as people who live in the United States of America qualify and value different accents. So what do I mean by that? Well, first of all, let's start with implicit bias. Implicit bias is what I also call autopilot. An autopilot is that thing that drives you to work when you're trying to go somewhere else, but you're really thinking about something even other than that. And so you think you're going to a restaurant and then you end up at work. That's autopilot. It also gets us places for miles without us really paying attention or dropping out of autopilot to make conscious decisions. That's that red light, green light appreciation that autopilot has. It knows exactly what to do. It's an on off, right, wrong, yes, no kind of thing. So implicit bias says, this is a shortcut. I know that red lights mean stop and green lights mean go. There's no there's no quibbling about that. We know what that is. It's those yellow lights, those pesky yellow lights where we have to make a decision. So that's really what implicit bias is. We know on a subconscious level what we need to do. And there's only one correct answer. There's one thing to do. Now, what happens is when we get into places where Implicit bias has a negative connotation is when we make decisions based on things that are associated with a particular sound, or sight, or touch, or taste, or feel, and that is when implicit bias can work against our best interests. So, when we go back to accents, I would like to point out that when people who live in the United States, we all have different accents. And we often take this for granted as part of the United States of America culture. And you may be wondering why I keep saying the United States of America. And that's because we're not the only Americans. We live on the North American continent, but we do not have the exclusive right to use the word American because people from Canada, a different country altogether, are also North Americans. And people who live in Central America are also Americans. Same as South Americans. We are all Americans based on the continent on which we live. Now, here in the United States, we feel like we are the Americans, but it's not true. Okay, so back to American accents. If you live on the West Coast like I do, we do not think we have an accent. We don't have an accent. If you are from the South, we have something called a Southern drawl, and that is where people elongate certain vowels and certain sounds and they shorten others. And so one of the ways that I've heard this described is you can't get here from there. And that might be considered a Southern accent. Now, again, I am from the West Coast, so I am making an impression of a Southern accent. Now, if I was from New York, I might be parking my car or drinking my coffee. Again, I'm from the West Coast, and this is an impression of someone who lives in New York or the East Coast, like, hey, I'm walking here, right? Anyone who's seen a Rocky film knows what that accent is. We all know what that accent is. Now, the funny thing is that even here in the United States, we qualify and associate certain things with these accents. So if you're from the South, you might think that somebody from New York with that, hey, I'm walking here is not very bright. And this is often association that is made with that accent. Same, same, same. People who live on in the West or in the North or anywhere else might say that people with a Southern drawl are not very smart either. So again, this is that qualification of judgment, right? Where we qualify people's value or worthiness based on something as simple as their speech patterns, which is clearly not a true reflection of who they are or how intelligent they are. Now, when we look at accents that come from outside of the United States, we know that when something is presented to us with an British accent or an Anglo accent, much like, you know, those commercials of that little salamander about insurance, which I can't say, that little salamander an accent and it is perceived by many people in the United States as being smarter than people from the South or from people who use East Coast accent. So again here's that moment where our associations have created an expectation which then creates an experience which then creates our truth. It's not really the truth. So another example is I like to say that if you have a French accent then you are considered bilingual and exotic and sophisticated. And you're, you're just amazing, right? High fashion Paris, but you're also considered better than someone from the South or the East coast here in the United States. One of the other ways that we think about this is if people have a Spanish accent or for, from a place that speaks Spanish, then we perceive that accent as not bilingual, not a benefit, and really sort of suspect or illegal. You're an illegal alien or an illegal person, which of course is impossible, um, based on the way that you pronounce certain words. And we judge people based on these accents. So here's another place where implicit bias is often undetected and undiscussed. But if we perceive that someone has a French accent, a Russian accent, what we here in the United States of America have been taught that Russian accents means that you're a spy, Cold War spy, right? And again, we don't even think about the associations that we have been handed about different accents, which means where people come from. Now, for some of us who are great studiers of geography and have looked at the history of the planet in terms of geography, you will know that many of the countries or the divisions, dividing lines between different countries is completely constructed by a certain group of people. And that may not be the people that live there. It may be by the conquering force or forces that have taken over that particular country or place. So for example, the continent of Africa is not a country. It actually has more than 50 countries. But what many people here in the united states don't realize is that those lines that that denote which countries are which were not created by the people that live on the continent of africa they were actually carved up in the second world war and i'm not telling you anything that you can't look up for yourself okay so this is not undisputed facts and of course i would always encourage you to look this up yourself it's often when people say well can you speak nigerian and people from Nigeria laugh and say, well, the official language of Nigeria is English. And so again, here's a myth or a misconception that some people have about the continent or the country that is on the continent of Africa, which is called Nigeria. So when we think about implicit bias, I want you to really consider what do you think about people who have a different accent? Do you have a value judgment? And if you do, where do you think that came from? Is that something that you've experienced? Is that something you've seen from movies? Is it something your parents told you that all people who speak with a Russian accent are spies and they have Russian dolls that keep going and open and open and open until you get to the smallest one? Again, these are the hard conversations that we're always talking about. Who is the hardest conversation with? Well, it's with ourselves. We have to admit, confess, reveal, acknowledge that we have these associations. It's not our fault that we have these associations. There's no blame involved. It's just a recognition that that is what is. And that's how we start to really undo some of these associations. Thanks for listening to my podcast. That's it for today. My name is Jay Caffarata. This is my podcast. If you have any questions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me, J J A Y at asltraining.com. Thank you.